On today's episode, we discuss upcoming Nintendo Directs along with E3 2020, only on The One Up Crew. Welcome to The One Up Crew, the podcast that gives gaming an extra life. I'm your host, Cliff, and welcome to this week's episode. There's a great show planned for you guys. We'll go over news, talk about our hype for Nintendo Direct, and discuss E3 announcements. But first, let's introduce the rest of The One Up Crew. Introducing my fellow co-host. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Katatsu here. Glad to be back with another episode. Episode four, by the way. Episode yeah, it's four. really crazy. Like to think <laughs> that, like it's been four weeks. Well, not really four weeks. It's been more than four weeks. But in podcast, terms, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been like four in weeks. Podcast world in yeah. the podcast verse, it's four weeks. <laughs> yeah. So h- how have you been doing, man? Like since the uh, last episode. I've been anxious just to do this one, honestly. Like, honestly, every episode we do, I'm just ready to do the next one. Same. I was going to say, um, this, like, today it's Saturday when we're recording, and, uh, yesterday, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, movie, it came out, and I was going to ask you, have you seen it? No, my plan is to probably go see it tomorrow, so I'm going to go tomorrow, get my fresh cut. And I'm head out to go see the movie. <laughs> nice, nice. I've been hearing some. I've been hearing like great things about it. I, I really want to see it. I was, I wanted to see it yesterday, but I'm like, you know what? I, like, let's let me just go straight to work. Yeah. And it was it didn't even turn out as planned because I got home and I'm like, nope, I I can't even work on this, <laughs> work on this. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? This is what I. Okay, it's Sonic. So, like, I was like, okay, cool, well, I'm hoping it, it's good, because I love Sonic, and the redesign of the character is a lot better than the last one, so I'm hoping it gets a little bit more, you know, viewership and, you know, all that. And I was looking on Rotten Tomatoes, and they got a 66. I'm like, oh, well, that's not, that's pretty adequate for Rotten Tomatoes, which, like, almost everything on Rotten Tomatoes is always a bad review, and if you hear Rotten Tomatoes say this is a good movie, and it's like, okay, you should take yeah. their word, it's a yeah. good movie. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely gonna see it, Pro- possibly next week. I'll probably uh, check check it out next week. Yeah. Because uh, it, it, it definitely looks interesting. Like, I was already interested when I saw the, uh, you know, like, like when they remade Sonic, which I, I honestly don't know why he didn't look like that originally. In because... the first place? Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. That was a way better direction. <laughs> and, I, I, and I always say this, and I, I, when I talk to people about this, I say, I'm sure Sega was like, when they showed it to Sega, and Sega was probably like, yeah, sure, go ahead and uh, go ahead and run with that. Because they knew that there was going to get backlash. They knew. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sega knew, and they're like, you guys should have known better, but since... <laughs> we're not going to be the ones to say anything. We're going to let the public speak because because we because we know what it's like to be ridiculed by the public when we don't give something that they they don't want. We're going to let you guys experience that for the day. <laughs> and then and, and then like shit hits the fan and people are like, yeah, no, oh, God, no. that looks so bad. Like, I, I know. know like, like looking looking back at it, it's like, oh god, like what what were you thinking? But hey. um. Yeah, you know what's funny? Before they even showed the trailer, I don't know if you remember, they showed, like, like the little box stuff, like, for the toys and stuff. Like, the, the box art for the toys and everything. And I, I haven't. I haven't. Okay, so it was before they dropped the trailer. Huh? 
No, so after oh. this, no, you should show me this so I can yeah, you know, like, like, was, how cringy it is. Oh, it was before they dropped the trailer. They like showed it, and everyone was like, "No, no, that's not gonna be Sonic. That has to be like some weird mock-up just for the toy box." But then, you know, actually, yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you after we finish. I'll show you what it looks like. God, it was so bad. Oh, I, I, I can imagine. But um, that was actually a good segue to uh, what are we playing? So for me this week. It's it, it's been kind of low. I haven't I actually haven't really played anything. The only thing mm-hmm. I have been playing, which um, it's gonna I swear like, uh, there's, there's not gonna be an episode where I just don't talk about this. No, game. there's not gonna be. Uh, one. so basically, well, I haven't actually I haven't played Pocket Camp, so it's not that what? I, I, you didn't play Pocket Camp. <laughs> no, surprisingly, <laughs> I, I've, I've been very busy. I have popped in here and there, but I haven't like played like I normally do. Like right now, there's like a fishing tournament going on. I haven't actually opened up the app yet. I I bet oh. when I open up the app, I'm gonna probably have my girl Rosie, which um she's my my caretaker. She's gonna probably like, oh by the way, here's 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 what I've done for you, and like I'll have like probably like a, you know like a hundred fish in my inventory <laughs> when i get back but no but the game I, i've actually been playing i have it right next to me i've been playing wild world on the ds uh i started playing okay. on wednesday and uh just because this is gonna feel for it because i i've never played wild world that, that that's the one game i've never played i played population growing on the gamecube mm-hmm. uh, not when it came out i i ended up playing it like years later after i got um introduced with city folk but right. Wild Worlds is the only mainline uh, Animal Crossing game that I haven't played. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Before New, New Horizons come out, like I want to just, I want to play it. I want to play this game. I got so you. I tried it out, and um, it's it, it's basically, basically, uh, it's like it's city folk kind of. It's like mm-hmm. because like city folk is kind is basically Wild World except. It has a lot of improvements. For example, uh, one of the things that, that City Folk uh, improved was um, the ability to hop, hop swap um, items. Like if, yeah. you're, if you're holding like a uh, fishing pole, uh, you can you can hop, easily hop swap between that to like a shovel or a uh, or a. Um, I can't think today. <laughs> <laughs> or a, a a a watering can. Right. But but with Wild World. And I've noticed this is that you have to actually go in the menu, and then actually manually select it, and it's like, oh man, like it, it, that that could get tiring. And another thing, I, I just this from playing this from um, playing New Leaf as well, mm. um, is that you know I I kind of miss um, not being able to uh, stack items like fruit. Like for example, like, like uh... I, I was trying to I was trying to you know sell my items so I could pay off that uh that home debt, <laughs> and <laughs> Like I was like this shaking trees for ten minutes, uh, trying to get some cherries because because that's my town fruit. It's cherry, mm-hmm. and um, I just I kept get, I kept running out of inventory. <laughs> I'm like, okay, oh let me go goodness. all the way to Nook, sell them, come all the way back because a new leaf they have it. They a uh, new leaf added the the feature where you're able to, where you can stack fruit together. You right. can stack up to uh, nine or ten. I believe I think it might be nine. Uh, and that it made it a lot easier because I don't know because it was a pain in the butt even in City Folk because that didn't have stacking as well. You know, you would mm. like run out of space so quickly because you only have like I think you had like 15 slots, so you would run out pretty. Uh, well, actually, I think you had less than 15. I'm just I'm just uh, spitballing right now. Right. Um, but like you would run out so quickly, so you have to go all the way back to next, sell your items, and then come all the way back. Um, 
So we, I actually, uh, speaking of that, in New Horizons, I really hope that they have, um, I hope every item can be stackable because I swear, even in New Leaf, it's, it's, it gets kind of uh, tedious. Like when you want to sell stuff, like for example, like you can't stack fish. So you know, oh, okay. if, you're, if, you're, if you're trying to, you know, go fishing and like this, and this like grind on a lot of fish to sell, you yeah, know, you can't stack them. So you would have to go all the way to Nooks and sell them, and then I don't know. Like I, I just hope that there's like some way to stack them, either that or maybe because like some people were speculating that maybe we'll get backpacks because mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's backpacks in the game, but we don't really know if like if you if you could use this for extra storage. So right. I was. Speculating like it was <clears throat> kind of cool to have this like an um just just to have a piece of equipment that you can store fish you know and just have them stacked. There was a um in the first trailer we got there was a um image of a um of a bucket of water and it had right. the word fish on it. So I think people were kind of speculating whether or not you could store fish there, but we don't really know yet. Um. But right. that's pretty much just been my week. Just been playing some Wild World, fixing my 3DS a little bit because I had some issues with that and I had to fix it, uh-huh. which ended up uh, resolving itself. I was able to find out what's going on with it. That's good. But um, besides that, that was my week. How was uh yours? What did you end up playing? Uh, so um, non Nintendo related. Um, I uh I went back and I was playing my mobile app called the uh, Dragon Ball Z Dokkan Battle, which is like. I think I told you about it. I, I, um, how much I drop money on here, like almost oh, yeah. all the time. <laughs> but I always have good luck. And then they had a, they had their fifth. Well, I'm playing the Japanese version. I played both the global version, and the Japanese version when they were both released. Um, I think they're like five months apart. And so I was playing on the JP version, and they're they're having their fifth year anniversary because they've been going for five years and. I hope they can. I hope they can keep going because this is just an amazing game. Um, but um, I couldn't pull the featured units, and they were really, they're really good units. I just couldn't pull them, and I felt defeated. So I was just like, I'm done. So I just oh. like, I, I was like, I'm not gonna pull on these guys because I can't, I can't pull them for the life of me. But in their shop, they have discounted uh, dragonstones, which is dragonstones, which is their their premium currency in the game to be able to summon for units. Uh-huh. And um, and uh, they have bonuses on them. And one of the bonuses, they said, if you buy three of these, we're going to give you three purple dragon stones, which allows you to buy from our premium currency shop. Well, it's it's a it's um not a premium not premium currency. It's like a sub currency shop where you can use the coins you pick up from just playing the game. You can use event coins and all this other stuff. You can use summoning coins, but um, they were like, hey, if you buy it three times, we'll give you three purple dragon stones, which allows you to go to the sub-premium currency shop to buy any legendary rare you want. And legendary rares are like like above, a cut above, and, they're, and they only come every once in a while to be able to summon. Like they're uh-huh. not on regular banners. They come like, I think sometimes every three months, every, you know, depending on when they feel like having them up so i said you know what i'll go ahead and do it so i bought it and i had enough like i bought them the first two times and i couldn't pull anything so i bought it this time i was like you know what i have enough let me just buy it and get whatever unit i want to get to make a perfect team and then go on from there 
And then I was like, you know what? I have a good amount of dragon stones. Let me just summon one more time. And they have a buy three, get one free, which is you summon three times, you get the fourth one free. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll do it. So then I end up summoning. And before my free one, I summoned. And I was just like, I saw an animation. And there's an animation that guarantees you sometimes it'll give you a hint on what's going to happen before it happens. So I was like, please let me get this animation, please, because it's set up like I'm supposed to get it. And I never got it before. And I got the animation. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then I ended up pulling the unit I wanted. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm about to ride this high right now. So then... Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I can see where this is going. What, ha- what, what happened? So I'm like, I'm about to ride this high right now. So let me just put in a couple more so I can get... So I can go on this other banner because it's a dual banner. So uh-huh. I pull from the first one. I'm like, let me go to the other one I want. I'm going to ride this high. I'm going to go on this other one. I'm going to pull this banner right now. So then I want another banner. I think I got like... I was in like three summons deep. I was like, I didn't get anything, but I have a free one and I have another one I can go after. So then the free one, I got something good, which I needed. And then the last band, the last one I summoned on, um, the last, like the last round of summonings I had, I summoned on it, didn't get the guaranteed animation, but it was a guaranteed featured unit. And I'm like, but it could be anybody. So then it was going through the cycle and I got an LR one. I was like, oh, okay, I'll take that legendary rare because I need it. And then next to that one, I got the featured unit that I wanted. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I was like, I'm done. And then like, yeah, so I've been playing this ever since. And then it's funny because when I I went to bed that night, it was like 11 o'clock. I was modding a stream too and I was doing this. And I went to bed and I woke up and I was like, did I dream all that? So I went on back on my app and I looked and I was like, nope, I didn't dream any of that. That happened last night and I'm excited and then something else happened on friday which where it was another like legendary rare which i have been missing i just couldn't pull just because like legendary rares like their pull rate is 0.2 and other units are like around like 0.5 but legendary rares are 0.2 and they have to be on and they just have to feature so then um, they give you, and they've been giving us these free tickets. Like I didn't spend a dime for this. Like those free tickets. I'm like, okay, cool. I was at work and I was like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, I was feeling bum Valentine's day, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm a summon from this banner. So I end up summoning and I'm like, oh, okay. And they have an animation where if the screen cracks twice, you're going to get something really good. So it cracked twice, but I didn't expect this to be a legendary rare. And it was a legendary rare. And it was the one I wanted. And I was like, dude, I'm done with this game this week. Like, what is going on? Right now? And, and it's funny that you said that because I was going to ask you how much did you spend. Oh, I didn't drop anything because, yeah. like, for this yeah, anniversary, they're giving that. us yeah, they're giving us tickets for free, and I used them before, and I had like two sitting. I had two sitting there, and to get like a full like multi, it was like it takes five, and I had seven. I was like, you know what? What the heck? There's LRs on here hiding on here. Let me just have my luck and try to pull for one, at least one. I don't care which one I get. I'll just get one. And pulling the one I wanted, I'm just like, what is going on right now? Like, seriously, like, did they know that Valentine's Day sucks and they just decided to give me this luck today? <laughs> so I'm like, dude, that's cool. So that's literally all I've been doing. I've been playing this. I've been playing uh, 
Dokkan battle all this week because of my luck somehow. So, and they have another banner coming out next week. I'm like, gosh, you guys are killing me, man. You guys are killing me. You're killing me. I want this unit, but that's all I've been doing this week, man. Gaming wise. That's nice. Uh, next up, we're going to move on to one up news, which it's actually been a pretty, pretty good week for news. Yeah, I, I, I say so. Okay, so the first article um, of the week. Um, so it basically, it's been announced that the Demon X Machina is no longer exclusive to Nintendo Switch. And the game is heading to Steam on February 13th, which is already passed. Oh, what? It will include all existing content updates, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I, I heard about it, um, you know, last week, and I was like, oh, this is cool, because I have Damon X Machina on my, on my Switch, and I love it. Like, for you guys, for those who know me, I love mech anything. Anything that involves mechs, I'm down, and this was, like, perfect for me. So for it to be on Steam now, it's cool, because then people who have Steam aren't going to miss out on this. And it's a really fast paced games fast paced robot action game and i think a lot of people will, will enjoy yeah yeah I'm, I'm actually curious to see like in a few months from now how the game ends up doing on steam because i know on switch it, it, it didn't do really well mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm very curious to see how that will go yeah me too me too uh next up there's been a listing on the playstation store for a demo of trials of mana remake and um, hopefully we'll see this on Switch, but the game releases on April 24th, so it's interesting. So basically, you know, like, there's some, um, I forgot exactly how, but, like, there's, like, these, um, there's these, um, what's, I, I don't know if it's, like, a bot that, mm-hmm. like, scans the the PlayStation Store. Um, oh, oh it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a tracker. It's a tra- it's not, not, well, yeah, it is a bot. Anyways, but it's a, it's a tracker website. And it'll you know it'll track the store, and there's a demo on the PlayStation Store. It's not actually out right now, but it's just you know it's on the store inactive at the moment. But I'm I'm curious because it's coming right. to Switch as well. So hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully this demo will be on Switch because I I really want to play Trials of Mana remake. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. it's way better than the uh, Secret of Mana remake. Which at this point, I honestly just want Square to remake that remake into this <laughs> because i swear like i don't know where they went wrong with that but i swear like square like just remake the secret of mana remake and make it like <laughs> charles of mana remake. Oh, man. so many remakes yeah <laughs> like on, yeah like honestly like i've i've never really played the the mana series i've heard of them i heard oh, of you, them you, you got to basically if you like zelda and you like Final Fantasy, you will mm-hmm. like this. Like honestly, I almost bought the 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 well, what was the what was the collection that came out for the Switch? The, the, um, the, collect, the collection of Mana. Yeah, the collection of Mana. I, I I was gonna buy that just to play the Trials of Mana because I remember they announced Trials of Mana last year at E3 and it looked amazing. And I was just like, yes. dude, like where have yes. I? I was like, what? I'm like wait, this is a remake of what game? And and then the, you know Treehouse Live was like, oh, this is a remake from the Japanese version that was never released until you know now you guys can get the the collection of Mana and play this version. I'm like, I'm just going to buy this just to play Trials of Mana 
so I can play the remake of Trials of Mana because this game looks freaking amazing. So I can't I can't wait for it for the demo and for the game to come out. Yeah, I was gonna say if if you if you're still interested in getting a collection of mana, I know it is on. It should still be on sale. Because uh, I, I got mine during Black Friday, but it's still on sale um, for tw- uh, 26 bucks on Amazon. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's a, yeah. and, 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 and then like the Axel remake itself is going to be uh, it's going to be 50 bucks for the Charles Mana remake. You, you know what? It's really good. It's a, you know, it's it's a it's a perfect price point because that game looks amazing. Like it's a 100% redone. So it should be priced at that. So I'm and then you'll, I'll buy and you'll it. I'll buy it. Actually on the go and stuff, which, you know, like that's going to be a really good treat. To yeah. Look I, forward to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, this is uh, really interesting for you. Uh, a new mythical Pokemon will be revealed on Pokemon Day, which is February 27th. And uh, this is going to be in an issue of Cora Cora Mag- Magazine. There's going to be a. Uh, a like a, like a teaser of it uh it's not going to mm. be like showing off all the way but you know like they'll have it all blacked out so people yeah. can try to guess what it will be uh which is interesting yeah like the i saw I don't that think um... i don't think anything like that has happened before like have they like had like new mythical po- pokemon like that ha- <laughs> like just like randomly revealed after a game yeah like if you remember um ultra well a couple of there, there's been a couple like um well, not after launch, like, let's, what was it, um, uh, Deancey, if you remember Deancey in um, Pokemon X and Y, that Pokemon was announced initially after the X and Y release, but we had to attain it through GameStop, and then they did it again with, uh, with the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I can't pronounce the full name, but I'm just going to call it um, Zara. It was, a, it was a mythical Pokemon that they released after the launch. That was an that was a time sensitive event, so you had to do it, do that event to get that Pokemon. So they've done it on certain occasions. It's not something that's done like every single generation because then we're going to be looking forward to it a lot. They'll, uh-huh. you know, they'll. I to me, I think they've only done it on, on two occasions, which was when X and Y came out, which was the first big console for a uh, Pokemon game for the 3DS, and then. Well, they kind of did it with with um, Omega Ruby, but it was a demo. Like you had to play the demo to get uh, a rare version, or to get I forgot what the name of the Pokemon was. It was like uh, like Glacian or something like that. It was like a round ice type Pokemon that had like ears, and it can Mega Evolve. And his his Mega Evolution was just he had a huge wider mouth or something like that. But there was that. But it was just like it was just. It wasn't a mythical Pokemon. It was a regular Pokemon I could, you know, Mega Evo- the Mega Evolve, and then now, and then with this, and then oh, I'm tongue tied. Sorry. Um, and no, then they no, had you're, the, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> and they had the uh, the Zara Pokemon, which was with uh, Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun and Moon, I should say. And now they have this one. So it's it was I can't say I was expecting it. It was something that was I won't say left field, but came. Just it was a little surprising. I'm like, okay, well, they had to do something for Pokemon Day. They could have done anything, you know what I mean? But they, oh, they yeah, they're real. giving us a mythical Pokemon, which is like definitely going to be okay. The second this Pokemon is released, you have to do it because it's going to be time sensitive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I'm gonna I'm gonna hop straight into Pokemon uh, Sword and, and download that sucker. Yeah, same here. And then uh, next up, more more stuff for you, Kadesu. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, and me too. I just haven't played the game yet. 
Um, <laughs> fans are working on a demake of Fire Emblem Three Houses for GBA, and uh, it's going to focus primarily on the Blue Lion throughout. And that's now, interesting. I'm curious what you thought because you know you've played Three Houses. Yeah, and it's interesting how they decided to pick the Blue Lions route, and because um, let's just with no spoilers, um, the Blue House route is actually pretty interesting because um how the just how the characters are set up and how each character has his own personality and how that house is built you know how the blue lions group is built they're like there's they're they're made they're kind of made to be like in my opinion they're made to be like the honor they're honor students of um of that of that um i for, keep forgetting the the houses though where they're at but they're to me they seem like the a group i guess you can say because of because of the leader of the blue lines but then as the story progresses it just you kind of see like this darkness kind of start looming over and then and then once you get to once you get past the first act and you get into the second act it's just like a dark turn, but then you can 100% say that about the, the black Eagles, like the black Eagles have, have an even crazier story. So I think they picked the blue lines either because they're all blue lines or they just felt like the, the blue lines story was just very like kind of relatable in some way because I, because um I, yeah. Um, because once you kind of, um, once you play through the Blue Lion story and you kind of fall in love with these characters and you see the the development that they go through, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is like insane of what how everything kind of transpired. Um so it's gonna be interesting, you know, especially like you know, the Fire Emblem GBA animations are still good. Like till this day, they're still good. They're still so the fluent, they're fast and if you've seen the screenshots, uh I, I have not seen the screenshots for it, but um, it, it looks really good. I'm looking at it right now on the site. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's just, now that you said that, I'm very. It's, it's gonna be really interesting when I when I play uh, Three Houses because I remember, I remember like when that game first was shown off and like we don't we learned that it will be different houses. <laughs> I immediately mm-hmm. said, okay, okay, I know what this is. This is Fire Emblem Harry Potter edition. <laughs> You know it's so <laughs> hilarious that everyone said that. Here's the funniest thing is that all they had to do, all they had to do. I mean, I don't know, if, I don't know if it was for a copyright reason, but all they had to do is just make it red lions, <laughs> <laughs> red lions, blue eagles, um, and then what's the other house? Like the golden deer, the golden okay, deer of the other house. Yeah, there's no deers in, in Hogwarts, but oh. something similar. But like, all you had to do is like, because I remember when I heard it was gonna be called Blue Lines. I'm like, oh come on, like why could it you, like you could have easily made it Red Lines? That way I could be in Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> it would have made it so perfect. Everyone so perfect. said that though, like, and then like it was funny because before the game even came out, everyone was like, gosh, this is just gonna be like a Harry Potter version of. Of of uh, um, a fire oh yeah Harry Potter version of Fireman or Fireman version of Harry Potter, but then when we all got the game, we're like, okay, this game is freaking awesome. <laughs> like and like I never like I never I didn't really get into Harry Potter like that, 
but I can tell where they were coming from. Like I'm, oh yeah, I was well versed. I'm well, I'm versed enough in Harry Potter to know that what when they what they were saying. I was like, yeah, I get it because there's the the other houses and Gryffindor and what was the other one? Um, uh, Ravenclaw, Slytherin. Yeah, so like I got it, but but yeah, it's like I'm looking at it too. It actually, looks really good, and I, I can't you know wait to they say, hey, here's here's like a soft release of this, so we can get our hands on it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the developer uh releases a demo so you can try it out. Yeah. And next up for us more news, uh, last week Atlas posted an online survey asking if fans would like to see titles such as Persona and Itchy and Odyssey on Switch. And as of now, Atlas has reported that the survey has exceeded expectations, which is really really good. Um, but like I said earlier, um, you know they basically they posted an online survey and mm-hmm. asked if people wanted to see games such as you know Persona. Etrian Odyssey. Uh, it also included games as um, I'm looking back at the uh, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Summoner, and uh, Catrin right. Full Body. So it was very interesting, and I mean, I mean, I'm assuming that it, that people you know want it because you know they're saying that it, it has exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. And I, I really hope, I really hope that this means we will get, we'll finally get Persona Five on Switch. I hope yeah. that's what it means. Like, like either that or or they'll just go straight and just do uh Royal. And then with yeah. Itrain Odyssey, um I, I haven't I, I've dabbled with it. I have I have some of the games on 3DS and I've tried mm-hmm. it out a little bit. But at that time that was when I wasn't really into traditional RPGs. So I'll right. have to like retry it. And then right. as far as um Shimigami Tensei, I mean I, I already know I liked that because of uh Token Mirage sessions. I'm still mm-hmm. waiting on because like that game got announced back in 2017, we haven't seen anything of that. That's like, we, funny you we, mentioned. We don't know anything about that game. Yeah, because I was going to mention that that they announced a um, they announced that in 2017, and they gave us a nice little preview Teaser. of it, and everyone was like, "Okay, okay." I've never played the uh, I never played those uh, those games before. I kind of just jumped straight to Persona. And I assume that they were like this; they were kind of similar in some way. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, "Dude, this looks..." You know, I've got you know, Persona Five was like the thing that got me into Persona, and seeing this game, I'm like, I'm kind of intrigued, and I want to see where this actually goes. But we haven't, like you said, we haven't seen anything from it at all. Like all I can assume is like they've been working on Persona Five uh, Royal or Royale and um, Scramble, so then when they have a chance, they can kind of put their full team back on on this one. But but the overall uh, topic of uh, you know them, uh, you know they are um, hearing that we want to see more games like that on the Switch. Um, yeah, I'm I'm down for it. You know, um, it e- even if they give us um, Royale for for the switch that's good because that means that um we're gonna get all the dlc and speaking of that too um um that i think i mentioned this before like we're gonna get all the dlc it's not gonna be packaged in the game it's going to be free like all the first dlc for persona royale is free oh okay yeah so all the past dlc that came out for it you can go download it, and then we just have to wait for the second batch of DLC stuff to come out. But 
But yeah, like yeah, I would love to see more Atlas games on the Switch, you know, because they have games on the 3DS. It 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 definitely feels um a little lonely because you know like the 3DS had tons of support with yeah they had a lot of games with Atlas. So I I I definitely want to say more. I was gonna um add on that maybe if um if Strikers is really good on the Switch, maybe they'll consider uh you know like you know actually actually going full in and just doing like a, a you know like a mainline Persona game. Um, on the Switch. I mean, yeah. ho- ho- hopefully they won't have any issues with Sony. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully not, because you know, like I swear, like I I will read because I haven't even like I said last week. I I barely really played P five, and mm-hmm. if it was to come to Switch, like I would just throw that out the window. I'm like, no, right. let me just restart, play on the Switch. I could take it with me on the go. Okay, <laughs> we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I I hope so too. Um, I I hope we it's. I'm looking forward to see not just Persona 5. I'm looking forward to see a P6 and see where that goes and see, you know, um, it come for the Switch. Because I'm sure it will. It's just like you said. If Scramble sells really well, which I know it will, it's like a, it's like, it's, um, um, it's like how they did with um, No More Heroes, um, Travis Strikes Back. If they see how, they saw how well that sold, they were like, all right, cool. Now we have this coming out for the Switch too. Or not even that. They were like, hey, now we can work on a P P6. So yeah, I'm 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 definitely looking forward to see what they're gonna bring to the Switch. Um they they had a, a, a big library for the 3DS. Even if we get 3DS ports, it's still it's like a, oh, yeah. it's a it, test. Like, to that, see. that will that will still be I mean, I'll be fine with anything, to be honest. Yeah, same here. But yeah, um but I was gonna say, um, that um before I move on to the next things that yeah I'm definitely gonna get the game like when it comes out like whenever it gets localized I will I will be getting mm. uh, strikers yeah and yeah like you guys will definitely see, you guys are definitely see me playing strikers definitely 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 see me play strikers when it comes out I think on the on the twentieth so I think that's a Thursday oh next week oh yeah for Japan mm-hmm. never mind yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 just gonna wait till it gets localized because I want I want to know what the story's like. I got you. Yeah, I got you. But um, yeah, let's let's move on to like the bigger news of the week, which um, to start off, uh, this Wednesday was Super Mario Bros. 3's 30th anniversary, which is actually really is it's crazy when you think about it. Like it's yeah. been 30 years, and uh, the question I have for this is, you know, did you play Super Mario Super Mario Bros. 3, and if so, how? Now for me, um, how I got inter- how I got um, introduced to it because you know we're both pretty young. We didn't grow up, grow up with. I mean, well at least I didn't. I, I didn't grow up with an NES or Super right. Nintendo. Right. Um, so my way of playing it is I got introduced with the GBA game, mm. which I I didn't I didn't even know that Super Mario Bros. Three was a NES game. I just assumed that this was like a new game. I remember I don't remember how I how I bought the game. I just remember having it on my GBA and I loved it. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. I loved I loved the world map. That was a cool thing, and the ability to um to like have items like power ups in your inventory. That was actually a pretty uh nice thing, just because you're able to uh you know like if you got stuck in the level, you could just you know use a Tanuki suit or a star or a or a P. I think it was like a P up, mm-hmm. right? And you could just use it just to get a little help on the game. Now with the with the NES version, I got introduced to that with the Wii Virtual Console, and right, I remember right. I remember like when I had the, when I had a Wii like a few years ago, 
um, when I was in high school. I remember, I remember on I was on vacation for Christmas over the holidays, and I remember bringing my Wii, and it was just so so fun just playing Super Mario Bros. Three. And I was actually surprised at the difference, at the difference between the NES version and the GBA version that I played. Yeah. It was very interesting. Like I I definitely enjoy it. I, I don't have many memories with the game, but mm. I did have a fun time with it, and. I I do remember sometimes using using the whistle, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. What about you? Um, um, I didn't just like you. I didn't I didn't grow up with uh with the Super NES. My first Nintendo console was uh N sixty four, but um, I think I was introduced to Super Mario uh uh, yeah, uh Super Mario Bros three uh same same way with the the GBA um. I think I borrowed someone's game um, when they had it. Um, I just needed something to play because I was sick and tired of playing Mario Kart on <laughs> on my sister's. Um, my sisters had a had a Game Boy Advance, and then through that they got a Game Boy. No, what was it? Was it Game Boy Advance and it was Game Boy SP, or was it Game Boy SP and then Game Boy Advance? It was Advance and then SP. Then SP, okay. Yeah, so like I'll I'll I got a little bit tired of playing uh Mario Kart cuz that's all they had and to the point where they were like you can just they just gave me their con- it was my sister's console but then she just gave it to me cuz I, I was playing it all the time cuz I love playing Mario Kart on the, on I, the I swear Mario Kart <laughs> I swear so many people like the bastards game but Mario <laughs> Kart Super is so freaking amazing right? it is so it was bad. so much fun I swear like I'll just go off on like a little mini tangent like that game has so many unique tracks. Yeah, it like, was so much. A fun. lot of the tracks like are not even in like deluxe. Like, yeah, yeah, it was a fun game. That, but... That's the sad thing about it. Yeah, you <laughs> we can have that conversation. Now yeah, like that. That was that could be like a separate podcast episode. Uh, the one, the one of crew episode five, or just a bonus episode called uh, "Why Super Mar- Why uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit is the Best." <laughs> but um, but I think I I think someone let me borrow their Super Mario Bros. Three, and I played it in. I thought it was like a the successor or like the predecessor to Super Mario World, but it it wasn't. It really and not in that way. Um, but uh, it was it was fun. That's how I got introduced to it, and then that's how it kind of uh, made me go back and play um, other like two D Mario games. Um, and then it kind of just took on a mind of its own after that. You know, then I played Mario games even more, and you know it's crazy because um, you can say. Um, and when we're younger, we play these games before and we're just playing them for the sake of them because we're just kids. We don't really we we're enjoying it for the enjoyment of it being entertained. But yeah. as we get older and we go back and play, we learn we're we're more knowledgeable of um, of what's going on and like the different, you know, um, paths we can take and all this other stuff. And we appreciate it. And that leads us to going back and playing older games that we played and and just learning that stuff. So um so yeah, I can honestly say that Super Mario Bros. 3 um definitely made me go back and uh play older titles that I've that I played when I was younger. Yeah, I could definitely say the same. Um because I, I I remember like like I didn't really know that much about 2D Mario. I didn't really play like I play I mainly just played, you know, like the 3D games. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I think I got introduced to SMB. Actually, funny thing, drew a um. I don't know if you if you remember like those like old um, well, not really old, but like those knockoff like NES like six hundred and one. Yeah, systems. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember. I think I was like, I want to say I was like eight or something. I was like in elementary. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom bought me. It's like this. They had like a uh, like you know like a hundred and one or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. On, yeah. on freaking, I think it was QVC. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember she bought it for me, and it had like this weird. I can't, I can't find this anywhere. I was trying to look up, look for it, like this weird knockoff of Super Mario Bros. One, but with rabbits. Like no <laughs> lie, like like Super Mario Bros. And thing is, I did, I didn't even know it was Super Mario Bros. until years later when I'm in my mall. My mall had those consoles, like the 600 ones, and I actually saw yeah. it. Like, oh, okay, so Super Mario Bros. And that's how, I, that's how I knew it was that. And then since then uh since i since playing the uh the smb3 on gba uh and that's 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 really made me interested for like you know when new Mario Bros came out on ds i was a, i was ecstatic for that game i remember mm-hmm. literally like i remember like being in the mall and they had you know they had like this little the setups for the uh the clone consoles and i was on the upper floor and i remember this like advertising New Super Mario Bros. DS, I'm like, it has new levels, new power-ups, <laughs> only for Nintendo DS, so whatever the hell I, I would say. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of funny. Yeah, um, yeah, I can, yeah, I mean, that, that's crazy how, how, um, how games like that will, like, spark our interest where it's just like, is this the actual, like, game I'm playing or just, like, a knockoff? And I'm like, oh, it's a knockoff, but it's still fun. I want to play the actual game that they got their inspiration from, <laughs> and then you yeah. just kind of say, "Oh, I see the I see the differences of here and what they got this from and in this and, here." And, and the cool thing about like before I move on to the next article because I could just keep yapping about it. Yeah. Um, but like, like the cool thing about Super Mario Bros. is that like it was it was the two D Mario for our generation, and it was just it was so cool because I added added a lot of cool things like the mm. mini mushroom, the the power ups. Uh, the ability to like, like it wasn't linear at all. Like they had some, um, oh, the bosses, the bosses like were so different. Like it wasn't just like beat Bowser eight times. It's like no, you see Bowser, then you see a, a yeah. Goomba, then you see a uh, a Pokey, and then they had it, they had it so um so good where basically like in order to go to certain worlds, you had to like have you ever had to be like big or small. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to use mini mushrooms in order to get to the alternate worlds, which is co- so cool because it wasn't just linear. Like, like there yeah, were certain exactly. worlds that you just couldn't go to unless you had that mini mushroom. Yeah, and it's, exactly. it's kind of weird looking back at it now. Like now that we have like you know, New Super Mario Bros. U. It's like they went way back. Like with the DS one, like they they had so much creativity. You know, like this yeah. is the fact that you had like different bosses. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the mm-hmm. same boss every single world, and then they went back. Well, not really. I mean, they had Koopalings, but the Koopalings were in were in the Wii one as well, so it kind of repeats itself. Right. But um, but yeah, that's just that's uh Mario. <laughs> exactly, that's Mario in a nutshell. So um, next up, uh, which is actually pretty interesting, you, you're the one that actually uh told me about it. I, I saw it on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um. Nintendo is planning to provide Switch on-the-go pop-up lounges at select uh, U.S. airports, which is actually really kind of cool. Basically, what they're going to do is 
uh, let's say you know you're, you have a flight that's you know le- that's like leaving in the, in a few hours, you know, uh, and you need something to do. There'll be like these little pop-up stations where you can go and play Switch. There'll be games such like uh, Breath of the Wild, One Two Switch, uh, Mario Kart Deluxe, etc. And it's actually pretty cool. It's actually pretty cool. Like I like I, I mean I already have a Switch, so I literally have no reason to you know go to one of these lounges. <laughs> but um. Going into the first question, uh, would this be a good marketing strategy for Nintendo? Um, I think there, I think it would. I think it would probably be a good way to introduce more people to the to the Switch. Because like I said, like we said last week, uh, the Switch is, has hit 50 million. Um, yeah, units. Units. So, so I I think this will probably you know increase um, retention, like so people could you know find out more about the Switch and if if they actually would like it. Because I I think the one thing about trying to get new um people to buy it's just mainly just getting them to try it like if if, if you yeah. try something then you have a feel, you'll have a feel for it and mm-hmm. you'll know whether or not you'll like it yeah exactly that's why i want demos for all my favorite give me a demo or you make me buy it i know i'm gonna buy it anyway but i want to get my hands on it first before i for sure for sure know that i'm gonna buy this freaking game <laughs> <laughs> but um but um when I saw this, I was just like, okay, well, they have to have some kind of thing where it reminds me I have a flight so I don't get lost in playing Breath of the Wild again. <laughs> <laughs> just forget I have a flight. Um, that's why I was, I was like, dude, like, so many people are going to miss their flights. Like, so many people are going to miss their flights. Yes. If they have this lounge, like, if you have this lounge and you have a, and you're, have a game that you're demoing that's not out yet like say you have this lounge and there's like xenoblade chronicles uh definitive edition is on one of your stations i'm missing my flight like 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. I, I can i can imagine just you just being there for a few hours and then you check your phone and like oh crap my my plane left <laughs> yeah and it also depends on where it's where you're putting the lounge like if it's like somewhere like it's between different gates and that's understandable but if you have like all on the other side of your gate that you're supposed to be there's no way you have time to go over there and and chill out unless you have like your own nintendo switch like we do so we don't have to bother going over there and doing all that yeah Um, i'm pretty sure i'm gonna get a text from my dad saying did you see this i'm like yeah i saw they're putting lounges in (laughs) airports now i mean it it would also like i said like when it came like i said earlier about you know like selling more units that would actually be kind of, you know, good for kids, you know, because sometimes, you know, it could be kind of, um, especially if you have to wait a long time, it could be kind of a pain in the butt yeah. for kids. So mm-hmm. that that will give mm-hmm. them something to do while, you know, until the, it's time to, you know, board the plane. Yeah, and um, and who and knows? Maybe you they'll, know, they'll start asking their parents for a switch. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it could totally just. Uh, it's 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 pretty much going back to what you said. Um, if people can try it, then they're more likely to buy it. <laughs> that rhymed too unintentionally. <laughs> uh, that unintentionally the rhyme. Oh the rhyming master. Oh my gosh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay, well, uh, moving on with the last one, uh, which is uh, really, really interesting. Um, uh, the Wonderful 101's director, Hideki uh, Kamiya, talks about why Platinum is remaking the game. Along with teasing a potential sequel, he says, and quote, Well, we first released Wonderful 101 back in 2013 on Wii U, and for various reasons, it wasn't a successful business uh, endeavor for us. 
Uh, Annapla and I have since laminated that not many players were able to experience the game. I mean, it was really disappointing for us, you know. We worked so hard to make this high-quality game, and we were hoping a lot of gamers would play it, but that didn't really pan out. So as a result of our negotiations, the kindness of Nintendo has made both the ports and this campaign possible. Also, um, quote, back when we were making the Wii original, I had a lot of hopes for the game before it's released. I knew we made a really incredible game, so I felt confident that a lot of people would play it and it'd be a big hit. I was dreaming things up left and right. I had ideas like, oh, what? What would it be like if we did a sequel where Wonder Blue was the leader? All of these creative and exciting ideas were flowing, and then the game released, and I saw the numbers, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Laughs. So I hope I get to have those aspirations again in the future. Now, this is all for you, Katetsu, because I <laughs> I haven't played the game. I've only played the demo, and I'm kind of one of the reasons why the game didn't really do well on the Wii U. You can blame me. Um, so the question is, uh, you know, would you like to see a remake? All right, so so this is just me taking a soapbox, going on my soapbox right now. This is my soapbox moment here. Um, so let's just say when I first saw the game, when it was first announced, I fell in love with it, like the concept of it, because like I've mentioned before in episode three, in episode two, in episode one, I'm a big fan of like the Kamen Rider, Super Sentai stuff. I love that stuff 100%. So when I see games like that, I'm drawn to it. So um, Wonderful 101 was definitely, was what definitely drew me, you know, the concept of it drew me to that game 100%. And then to see how unique it was where it wasn't just an action. It wasn't just an action game. It was, let me just say this. Platinum Games has always tried to try to um, set the bar for what it means for a game, for action, for an action or action adventure game or action RPG game. They always try to set the bar either story-wise, gameplay-wise, or in any way they can. Um, so Wonderful 101 is just one of those lines on the resume that they said that we set the bar for action games. Um, it was it was something where you didn't just mash a button and do had it wasn't just you were playing as Wonder Red, Wonder Blue, and you would just mash combos of whatever their style was. It was Wonder Red was a master of hand to hand combat. So um he would reflect that but in a way that we weren't just playing as uh, we weren't just playing as wonder red the game was called wonderful 101 which is it was 101 superheroes all fighting at the same time with wonder red leading them and you would form this huge hand by using those heroes and you would do your combos that way and it was just like what kind of game is this um but you couldn't turn away from it because it was like it was something different. And then, of course, they announced Wonder Blue, who was a sword user. So automatically, you think, wait, is he gonna use all the heroes to make a huge giant sword? And it, and that's exactly what happened. And you know, each of these characters had a unique play style. Like you had, um, what was it? Wonder Pink, who had the whip. Wonder Green, who had his gun. Wonder Black 
who was had bombs, Wonder Yellow, a hammer, I think Wonder Silver, I think those name was. We have the claws. So it was like all these different heroes who had these different play styles. And it was never a dull moment. You know, like usually I mean my play styles was either Wonder Red or Wonder Blue. That was what I used. And I used Wonder Pink because her her whip did multiple hits. Even though you would swing the her whip once, it did multiple hits because of the thorns. It was um but it was just a unique experience, like 100% all the way around. Um, one of my favorite parts of the games were just like the boss battles. The boss battles were insane because you had these insane sequences um, that weren't just one dimensional. Like, like for the first boss, you were on your, uh, your, I believe you're on your jet on your, your, you know, your home base plane or something like that. And you're fighting this, this huge mech. And, you're um you know you're doing your combos you're jumping left and right and then you have these sequences where you know wonder red will say uh what, what would it be uh he would say um um unite hand and you would like draw a huge circle and you would create this huge fist that would just knock the robot all the way back and then they go into another sequence where wonder blue would be like unite sword and you would just draw this huge line of these huge swords. so you were involved in each and every one of these sequences and it just made those boss battles insane and each you know each boss battle was different it was just so unique and they all had their stories and everything like that um so to see them bring this game back and 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 they were right they were 100 right um even i didn't feel like it the game got the shine it deserved and it wasn't because of how they marketed. They marketed the game one percent. It was perfect how they marketed the game. It was just um, not enough people played it, and not only not only because it was exclusive for Nintendo, or no, 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 not not only because um, people didn't you know get into it and see what it was, what it was supposed to be, and what it was. It was because it was it was exclusive to Nintendo, so other players who who saw this game and saw the potential in this game didn't have opportunity to play it because you had to get a Wii U, you know? And, uh, and for those who wanted to get a Wii U and wanted to play this game, they might've said, well, I don't like the, the game pad cause it's so clunky. It was, but it was something you got used to. And, you know, and, you know, we had some great games on the Wii U, but I think this was one of those amazing games on the Wii U. Um, so to hear him say that, um, now we get the opportunity for people to play this game um, and see and get a proper response from the audience now. Now, it's not just Nintendo fans like me and you who had a Wii it's, or who have a Switch. It's, it's those fans of who like the Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, Power Rangers style games or Power Rangers stuff who, who want to get their hands on this game because they're just like me, they love that stuff, and anything that involves that, they're they're drawn to it. Um, so people who have a PS4 cannot try, it, and people who have Steam who cannot try it. We went into speculation about Xbox, but we're not going to get into it because that's not what this is about. But um, uh, for them to finally get, finally see how this game is going to um, perform in a wide variety of audiences is going to be like okay this is this is this is the true deciding factor if we're going to make a sequel 
Um, and it's just like, like I said before, um, where, um, uh, you know, Travis strikes, uh, Travis strikes back was the deciding factor of if they're going to make a no more heroes three, cause it didn't just come for the switch. It came out for, um, PS4, I think Xbox one. And I, I believe steam. So it was a bigger, uh, there's a bigger fan base now, a bigger, um, you know, um, uh, I can't think of it, but there's audience? more, yeah, a bigger audience now um, for for people to to people to uh, to see, and that can be their true deciding factor. Because as big as Nintendo is, the community is still like, I guess you can say it's still small, even though there's so many of us. But there's ten times more. There's more PS4 fans and more Xbox one fan so um so when you're trying to decide on should we make a sequel um unless you're solely focused on nintendo fan base then you know um then yeah it can be your deciding factor but platinum games was like they even said themselves they're like you know what we we feel like people didn't get a chance to really play this game and not just because they didn't you know people didn't buy it it was because we were solely it was for a Wii U, and now that people had a Wii U back then, um, but now we're getting on three, two more major platforms. This is gonna, they're gonna say, okay, let's see how this sells. Obviously, it's gonna sell amazing because they hit their quota. I don't know how much more. I'm actually, I'm actually on their website again, and they just, as of right now, they're at 1.6 million dollars now. That's that's honestly crazy. Yeah, that's, that's in insane. a week. In a week, another week, they hit another, they hit um 1.6, um but, uh, but you know now we're gonna really see how this game is going to perform in a bigger audience, and I'm so excited to see that because I love this game 100. I love this game. I wanted to, I, I didn't want to leave my Wii U because I wanted to continue to play this game, but now we get it for the Switch and for the PS4 and and Steam is going to be even better and. Just going back to and then going, and I think that also answers the question of um, um, would I like to see a sequel? Heck yeah, I'd like to see a sequel. I would love to see a sequel and just how how much they've grown, um, not just not just from this, not just from this series, but as a as a company, as a de- as a developer, because they've made so many more games. Like I, I'm telling you right now, if they're like, hey, let's make a sequel. But let's 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 kind of learn what we learned from Astro Chain and try to apply it to apply it to this. It would be ten. That game's gonna be so much better. That would be interesting. And I was I was gonna say um when you were talking about sales, yeah, I, I'm I'm very interested interested to see what the sales numbers are gonna look like when the game comes out. Also, I wanted to make sure that I actually did say sequel because I'm looking at the script and I said remake. <laughs> <laughs> But no, so but I was, I was but, making sure I actually said the right thing. No, no, yeah, no. I heard what you said, and I was just like, "Oh, he said remake," but no, it's all. <laughs> I knew what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, this like I've never been. There's, there's a few games where I'm just like so I get so excited about, and I want people to try, and I think Wonderful 101 is definitely a hidden gem on the, on the, um, on the Wii U, like 100%. And it was solely for the Wii U. And now it's going to be, 
I I don't even want to call it a hidden gem. I want it to actually be, you know, the the diamond in the rough that becomes, or that that. What is it that that? There's a term. Is it like the the pearl that gets a little grit? The, and, the hidden gem. Yeah. Or no, I, I don't want to call it a hidden gem because I. I because like a hidden gem would be something where it's like it's a really like it's a hidden gem is what wonderful one on one is, you know it was a hidden gem on the Wii U, but I'm hoping that it could be that diamond in the rough because that's exactly what it is. It's such an incredible game. The concept of it is nothing that's ever been done, and it's and and it's going to be interesting too. I think we talked about this how the game is going to perform, not relying on the gamepad. Because there's there's sequences in the game where you have to look at the gamepad. Like there's yeah. there's there's moments in the game where you have to go into this. Oh, I, it was in the demo, so I think you kind of remember how you have yeah. to go into this building and it switches down to the to the gamepad and you have to like turn the ni- turn the turn the dials to open or turn the the levers to open the doors. And there's other sequences where you have to go through a labyrinth and you have to look at the gamepad. So I'm wondering how they're gonna do that. I'm sure they're gonna just switch the, you know, switch the scene, or they're gonna do something yeah. really clever where they're gonna say they're going to put the main overhead view scene. So when we get into those points where we have to, we have to look at the gamepad, they're going to throw that overhead scene somewhere in the corner, and then expand on another scene where we actually get the view of the heroes walking through the labyrinth. I'm sure they're gonna oh, do okay. something like that. Yeah, yeah, that would actually be kind of cool. Like, if they yeah, have like, a, like a pot, like a, um, almost like how like on your phone, how you have uh, like picture in picture, how you know, like you have like a little yeah. corner and then like mm-hmm. the full screen. Yeah, that would be a good way to implement it. Yeah, like I think, I think, I think they come up with something like that. But uh, yeah, man, I'm uh, I I can't wait to see where this game goes. Like, um, for this for this to be um, and, and he's right. Like, if you, well, I don't want to spoil it. But he said it in here, you know, his concept of what would what would the sequel look like. That would be awesome. That would be that would be awesome. And then just to see um, Wonder Red come back later in the sequel, if they if they have that concept, it would be really good. So um, I really do hope that they do really well, um, because if they do well on this, then that just opens up possibilities from later where they can say, well, do we want to keep this second game exclusive? Because if we keep it exclusive, if we don't, if we if we do it ourselves, we have more freedom to do whatever we want, you know. And the response from this game is awesome. So if this goes well and they want to do another Kickstarter, they're good, like they're set. Because if this went really well with the Kickstarter and they want to do another Kickstarter for Wonderful One Hundred Wonderful One Hundred Two, that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> then, um, then they're set. So I honestly cannot wait. I can't wait. I'm actually going to, I'm I'm not going to do it now, but probably in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to actually back this so I can get my copy of the game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to back it on Kickstarter, but I'll definitely check it out when the game releases. Yeah. But yeah, um, we're going to just take a quick little break and then we're going to move on to one of discussion.
Okay, and we are back, and now we're doing one of the sessions. And for the first uh, topic, well, not even a topic, it's more of a segment within within itself. Which I'm going uh, to stay which, 100% out of. This which, is all cool. <laughs> which, which I like to call Tom Nook's Corner, where uh, every week until um, New Horizons come out, I'm going to you know just talk about more New Horizons news. So... Uh, we keep getting more news for this game, uh, and I'm going to talk about it. So, for starters, last week we mentioned that New Horizons may have in-game purchases. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, the listing has been removed from the ESRB section on Nintendo's site, so it's it got removed. So, I I'm assuming that is is not going to have in-game purchases, which is mm. good because I do not want that in Animal Crossing. Right. And then next up, um, it has been confirmed that New Horizons will be supported by the Nintendo Switch Online app, which is actually really interesting because I have some ideas. Uh, and then finally, a new screenshot for the game has been uploaded on the North American eShop. The screenshot shows the villager talking to a bird named Cranston. And looking at the screenshot, I can tell, like, this, this island's going to be really huge. Like, really. I, I, I remember checking on Twitter, there's a guy, there's a person who actually took all the um took all the images for, like for this game and like took the the end game map and was mm-hmm. able to paste uh the locations from the screenshots onto the map so we could so we have a better idea of how big the uh overall island is that's cool and, man like this is going to be like the biggest map we've ever had cuz in new leaf it is tiny like you can go from like the north of your of your town to the south of your town in like two minutes, a minute. But right. This, it seems like this is going to be like a really big island. And then the only thing I have for this is just overall dots. Uh, and then what features do you want? Do you want to see on Nintendo Switch online app? Which for that question, I can I can go back to a tweet I made uh, a month ago, where uh, I I said that I would love it. It will be so cool if you're able to use the. Uh, your phone as a nook phone in the game and you can like call you can call your friends not, really, not even calling you could like quote unquote text your friends mm-hmm. in the online app where you can be like oh hey you know i'm i'm playing animal crossing or whatever or you can like maybe uh maybe send items or stuff like that I, i've seen some people have ideas for maybe like have exclusive items almost like they have with splatoon where you could uh go on the app and and, uh, oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. Some stuff, so that would be a good idea yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot and then, about. And then that. maybe what they could also do is have like a little um, like a bulletin board that like updates you, like when you're not playing, saying, "Hey, by the way, like this is what this is what this is uh, what's in your shop. This is what you know. This is what we have. What you can buy today or whatever, just to let you know like what you can do. So when you actually decide to play the game, you're already aware." Yeah, no, I I agree. That'd be a, that'd be a really good idea from uh, Splatoon Two and how you can um, open the shop from on um, the Nintendo Online app, and um, you can be able to buy you know those exclusive or you know those you know those those time sensitive you know um, um, uh, gear. I can, yeah, uh, you know like any like apparel or or stuff for your house or something like that. So that yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be that's actually a good idea. 
Yeah, I, I feel like there's not that many games that actually, like, the only game yeah, that, that. Is, is Splatoon and Smash Bros. Like, yeah. I, I want to see more games use the app. So, hopefully, they announce, um, hopefully Nintendo announces what feature it will be, which actually is a great segue to the next topic, <laughs> which is, as of February 13th, it has been 162 days since we've last received a regular Nintendo Direct. This is the longest gap between directs since 2016. Uh, we had directs for both Pokemon Sword and Shield, along with Smash Bros. back in January, but we haven't seen a full main Nintendo Direct yet. And this has caused some major uproar in the Nintendo community, <laughs> which I like to call uh, the dearth is real. Like we are dirty. <laughs> we we are desperate. Like like if if you can if you can like imagine. I want you guys who are listening to like just close your eyes and imagine for a second. Like you're in the middle of a desert, and then and there's like a small little puddle. The puddle is Nintendo, and the directs. And we're like just sipping the water, the last remains that are <laughs> that are in that are in that puddle, and just like you know, we we want more Nintendo, we want more. You gave us Pokemon, you gave us Smash. We need some more information because I, you know, we're we're starting to freak out because it's it's February fifteenth as of recording, and we have mm-hmm. we have no information at all for what's coming out Q one and Q two of this year. We need to know. We need to know. And then also on the other side, um, like I discussed on Tom Nook's Corner, uh, we we want to know what's what's gonna be in this game, Nintendo. We we have no information. Like we we literally know nothing besides what we've uh, received back at E3. And even that video that we got back in September, it was just an overall recap of what we got at E3. So it wasn't that much information. No. So, yeah, Nintendo. I hope I hope you are actually going to do a direct soon because if we don't see a direct by March, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Um, there has been some hints on Twitter here and there that there might be a direct uh, next week. Yeah, people, I saw people, that. Uh, people along with me, I, I'm predicting this as well. I think that there's going to be an a um, either an Animal Crossing direct or a mainline direct uh, by by the twentieth. And mainly, mm. mainly the twentieth is because uh, for Animal Crossing, that game comes out March twentieth, and right. typ- typically, typically not all the time, but most of the time, Nintendo does the side directs, um, like the the specific game directs, um, like a month before the game comes out. So mm. February twentieth would be a good idea. Also, um, there's a uh, thing with Coral Cora magazine where they're gonna have they're gonna um have like a little st- a starter guide for the game on the twenty first. Uh-huh. And that's so I, I think a lot of people are speculating that there's gonna be a direct next week because like like why would you have a guide for the game and when you don't even have a, official information yet from Nintendo. So right. I I think I think we're gonna get one. Hopefully we do because if not, um, I'll just be scrolling Twitter and I'll and I'll see a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of angry people. Well, not really angry, but we're, we're 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 desperate, Nintendo. Yeah. Which basically uh makes me want to ask these questions. Uh, one, when do you think we're yeah, we're gonna get a Nintendo Direct? Two, what do you want to see in the Direct? Uh, three, how do you feel about Nintendo's re- recent marketing strategies? Um, and by that I mean as of recent. Um, mm-hmm. the main the main strategy so far has been 
it's, has been announcing things on Twitter. Like, for example, uh, we got the announcement of the uh, Animal Crossing Switch on Twitter, and then we mm. also got the um, the My Way to Play. I don't know if you see, if you saw that the My Way to Play Animal Crossing uh, mm. trailer. That was also on Twitter as well. So okay. it seems it seems like the recent strategy is it's just the announce stuff on Twitter. And then mm. the fourth one is, uh, do you think we're overreacting? <laughs> so uh, for me, I mean, I've already said when we're going to direct, I, I think it's going to be next Thursday on the 20th. Mm. Uh, the things I want to see in the direct are pretty obvious. I want to see Animal Crossing, for for Christ's sakes. Uh, I want to <laughs> I, 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 I know what games are coming out Q, Q1. Um, primarily, I want to know if we're getting the, the, the Wii U ports that we talked about back in episode one. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see a 3D World port. I want to see that. Uh, hopefully we get a Pikmin 3 pork. Port, not pork. <laughs> um, and uh. then, um, and then hopefully we get, like, some major, like, major ball, like, ball announcement, like we got last year yeah. with, with, with the Link's Awakening announcement. Hopefully we get something similar to that. Yeah, and, and uh, um, an Astro Chain. Astro Chain was... Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the first one. And then, yeah. um, how I feel, I think it's, it's very strange. Like, they've been really quiet. Like, besides Pokemon and Smash Direct that we got in January, they've been pretty silent. Like, they've only been announcing stuff on Twitter mm-hmm. and on YouTube. So, it's kind of weird. It's like, because no, no, normally we, we would have got, like, a main Direct by now. Right. So, it's kind of strange why they're so quiet. I think I, I, think I know why they're quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for starters, I, I, I've had this speculation ever since I found out. Um, so for PAX, for PAX East, Nintendo has a giant, a giant ass booth at PAX East this mm-hmm. year, and it's basically the same size as their as uh, their booth at E3. Oh my and, and that got me, and that got me wondering. I'm like, wait, like Nintendo, like why do you have a big booth? Like we don't even know we don't know anything about what's coming out this year besides you know what's already been announced like yeah. last year. So what do you have like because I've asked people who went to Pack South, and they said that Nintendo's booth was tiny, like mm-hmm. tiny. So, like, what do you have to show if you have a a bigger booth at Pax East? So it, it it's getting me it's basically has me speculating that that there's going to be a direct before Pax, which is why mm-hmm. I'm predicting the twentieth, because uh, mm-hmm. that'll be one week before Pax starts. So they'll you know they'll they'll show off the games that are going to be coming out, and then some of those games will be at Pax East. Right. And then, uh, are we overreacting? Uh, I mean, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, I I can <laughs> I can understand. I mean, even for me, is impatient. Like I I I mean, especially with Animal Crossing, I've been really impatient. I've tried to, I've tried to calm it down a little bit by playing Pocket Camp and playing Wild <laughs> World. But there's this these these days where all I do is I go on YouTube and I just search the the, the name Animal Crossing New Horizons because I can't wait to March twentieth <laughs> to play that game. Oh man! So um, that's basically me. <laughs> oh man. Um, let me see. So when are we going to direct? I I think we'll we'll probably get one sometime next week. Uh, sometime by the end of February, I'll say. Before the end of February, we'll probably get something. Um, because um, uh, I, I, I really, I'm with you. Like, um, well, this is going to coincide with one and two. When are we going to get a direct, and what do I want to see? Um, I'm hoping we do get it 
by the end of February because um, I want to know what we're getting this quarter um, because we were... I thought that Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive was going to come out either quarter one or two, most likely before E3, and I would like to see that. Um, I'm hoping they tease a character from Smash Bros. That's oh, what I'm hoping I, to I, see I, that I too. I totally forgot about that. I'm hoping they tease us. Don't even give us, like, do what you guys did with Joker. You know, and all these other characters. Well, no. I think Joker and Terry were the only two characters who got teased. Everyone else was a straight-up gameplay trailer. If you... well, well, Banjo, Banjo wasn't. Ban- Banjo really? was the... What, was he teased? Really? I thought Banjo was a he got a he he was announced from a gameplay trailer. Oh, oh wait 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 wait. Are, are, are talking about like like di- like the day one stuff? Like where like uh, they or like the, where they show it off and then like, you could download it. They release it. No no no. They just give us a trailer for it. Oh There's oh. Because uh because uh, I think um Joker was announced the day Smash was released at you know 2018 uh game 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 awards yeah and then um next, after next that was, then uh, I was think it was hero hero, it was hero at E3 yeah he was, was at E3 and that was in the beginning and then towards the end yeah. they put off uh, banjo yeah, yeah then they did banjo and then Terry was teased because all you see is the SNK he was teased and so it's like okay well we know that's Terry. And then, then we got a you know same day trailer, and then it was like he's, and then uh, Byleth had a had a trailer. So I'm hoping that I don't even care if you give us a gameplay trailer. Just let me know who we're getting. And 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying oh I gotta know who we who we're getting. So I gotta I'm just like no like just so we can get an idea of who you guys have in mind. Like like uh we know you guys are we know they're working hard i'm not trying to rush them on get a character i would just oh, honestly yeah. if we're going to get a direct i will like just tease something so i can speculate so then i can just say all right cool we're getting this person um but i would like to see that and um and and just like you said you know um almost every direct we've gotten that wasn't solely focused on one game the last thing they showed us was something that was just out of the blue. I can totally say Astro Chain was such an out of the blue uh, IP. Like no one thought of what it. No one even had an idea of Platinum Games working on something else for Nintendo. Like honestly, when I saw it, I was praying that it was like a wonderful, no, like a beautiful Joe hybrid. Just how it started off, because they put the the um. What are they called? They put the the um ah uh, uh they are uh, they're called the Legias. They put the Legias on their hands, on their wrists, and I'm like, dude, this is like Super Sentai stuff, right? Please, and it wasn't, but I wasn't disappointed. So I'm hoping that if for 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 the direct, I'm hoping we get something like that. Um, how I feel about their marketing strategy? I think it's a good. I think it's a good idea. Cause you're catching everyone off guard, you know, like no one, there's no speculation of this or that. It's just, it's just like, it's just like you said, when you said you saw the, 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 um, new horizon, um, switch, you're like, what the heck? Like no one knew. And then automatically you're like, okay, when, you know what I mean? Instead of like 
people making speculations and Nintendo hitting this and hitting that and hitting, hitting this, they are just like, we're going to get all our information or we're just going to throw it out to people and see how they react. And yeah, people will, have been... With- with, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. I was, go was going to say, um, with that, it was so out of the blue because, um, with that in particular, with that switch, I was actually predicting that that would just that that would just be announced in like an Animal Crossing Direct. Like they would uh-huh. be like, oh, by the way, you know, for those who are going to get the game, we'll have a, you know, yeah. I had no idea that they were that they were going to just randomly announce it on Twitter, and then the next week, they they do an unboxing on Nintendo. On Nintendo Minute, which was so, which was so out of the blue. I mm-hmm. did not. I'm like, wait, wait, like, I mean, it didn't come out for a whole month. You guys are actually gonna do an unboxing because normally they do unboxings like when the stuff is coming out. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? You can unbox it now? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like the best. Um, I think that's the best strategy is to kind of come out of the blue because then people, because then I think the buzz and the hype is it's it's more it's um i guess it's it's like it's effective like you you can see it you know you can see um just how people's reactions are instead of saying yep i knew it it's more of like wait what like we we had no idea because it's out of so out of left field and then and then for them to say oh wait we got something else coming next week so they can just keep that buzz going and then they had an unboxing of it and then they're like wait guess what you guys go pre-order your things now. And then everyone was like, they'll freak out and go pre-order. And then it's sold out within the next, you know, 12 hours or whatever, how long. But, uh, I, like, I, 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 yeah. Um, I like to be surprised and out of the blue out of something because it just makes it more memorable to me. Not just, not just, um, not just of saying, Oh, well, I, I kind of knew just more of like, dude, I remember when I was so like I can say for example like I remember when Astro Chain was announced it was so out of the so out of the blue and I was so interested and so hooked that it ended up me loving this I still haven't finished it yet but so far what I played I love it so much so um I think their their marketing strategy is 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 a pretty good it's a pretty good strategy to kind of pe- get people cuz I think the buzz is a lot more effective you know what I mean if it's out of the blue Oh yeah, I like... I can definitely tell it myself because like whenever, whenever they've announced stuff on Twitter, like everyone just goes crazy. Like, wait, yeah. what? What is what is this going on? Yeah, like instead of like, oh, we're having this next week, and everyone's just like, okay, now we have this, and let's wait for it. And then instead of saying, boom, here it is, and everyone was like, what? And you like the trends start blowing up, and you know you'll see. A whole bunch of retweets because if it just happens right then and there, people are going to react and people are going to stop and like look and see what's going on. Um, it's it, it's kind of like a car accident. If a car just happens out of nowhere, people are going to stop and look and try to understand what happened instead of saying, "Oh, look that tell look you know these cars are telegraphing itself. They're going to you know get into this car accident and wreck." Not trying to use a a car accident as a good example, but just an example of people stopping and looking and trying to figure out what's going on, you know, that's kind of like that, yeah. that, you know, Metaphor. when they drop news like that, you know. Um, and are we overreacting a little bit? Um, eh, I think we're, I mean, as as gamers, we, we're we very dramatical people. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just going to say that. Gamers, we are very overdramatical. Like, we're, we're, we're very dramatical people. 
um, you know, are we overreacting a little bit? I'm not going to say that. I'm not, I, I'm not going to say a little bit. I'm just like, we're, you know, we're just, we're just antsy. That's what I'm going to say. We're very yeah, antsy. Yeah. I, I could definitely like, like I could definitely agree. Like I, I, I've been a little bit antsy over the, the yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and so have I, like when someone, when I saw someone say, Hey, new direct, I'm like, yeah, we haven't gotten a new direct since smash bros. And that was solely for smash bros. But then we have these other releases, like, they should be hype, you know, they should, you know, if anything has died down a little bit, they should, these direct, this is what these directs are for, is to kind of get us um, interested again by giving us new information and also teasing more stuff, you know, like, um, <laughs> like, and I was thinking about this the other day, like, what if they, like, you know, what if they do another like direct do another direct but it's on april 1st do you remember that april 1st oh that was so bad yeah yeah because you know it's funny the the whole thing of april fools didn't even go through my head because first i saw the wind waker i'm like oh snap we're getting wind waker okay cool and this is awkward of time i'm like okay that's cool that makes sense (laughs) and then we start getting all these weird ones i'm like wait time out no but you know what's hilarious though? They the April fourth, the April first one, they put Overwatch on there. I think they put Overwatch on the April first, and we end up getting Overwatch on the Switch. Well, well I was gonna say, planning about that is that I think that was that was made by uh, IGN. Yeah. So yeah. So that, I, that was just hilarious because they're like everything is coming to Nintendo. Yeah, I was just like, okay, because it had me at first. It was one of those things where like you get super hype, you get super excited, and you're like, wait, yes. what? Wait, yeah, what? You're I, like, I, okay. I and I was like, okay, it's April first. You got me. Thank you. And I was, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. I fell for that. But, um, but um, I, I don't want to say we're overreacting. I think we're just very antsy. We're just waiting because not not at the fact that you saying we deserve a direct more of like you guys have these games coming out and we want to know more about them yeah like just anticipation yeah exactly we're just anticipating these games and the way you guys provide your information are through direct so we're just waiting you know like like i said i'm waiting for something on um xenoblade chronicles definitive edition i'm waiting for something on smash even if you don't give a smash that's fine you guys have your own stuff for smash but there's other games, you know, I'm looking for that I would like to know more. And I know they have some some new IPs hidden from us that they've been working on. And I just want to know what it, I do. I just want to know what it is. Not not for the sole purpose of we deserve it. I, I want to know what you guys are working on so I can get excited for it. And so we can start talking about it here. Same. Um, and then last up, we got um, the ESA has announced their plans for E3 2020 with the slogan everyone plays this is exact this is what they have said on their site um we are working to make e3 2020 a more interactive and immersion an immersive experience with a show floor that will amplify our exhibitors their innovations and announcements said stanley pierre lewis president and ceo of the esa uh the e3 experience is in is an inter and industry <laughs> no other. it connects media brands innovators and super fans with one another and yeah so along with that they also talked about the um the prices and show hours which mm. i'll go over yeah let me actually pull that up myself too so i can so i can see that 
Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, registration has already started already. Uh, mm. just gonna, now, here's here's the weird thing. So, there's going to be um, industry badge holders uh, mm-hmm. have I access see that. Uh, Tuesday, 11, uh, 11 or 6. Uh, and then all badge holders are uh, Wednesday, June 10th, 11, uh, 10 to 6. And then all mm. badge holders Thursday, 10 to 6. Yeah. So basically, what they're going to do is this year, uh, industry has one day just hit himself. One day. And yeah. then everyone, everyone else has uh, has the other two days. Right. For the actual prices, um, for industry, uh, exhibitors, VIP, industry, or media, it's complimentary. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they have a premium badge uh, for $9.95, which is a lot. That's crazy. Exactly. And then uh, a gamer badge, which is one sixty five. <laughs> Let me just say, if you're paying a thousand dollars just to get in here, you that's you guys are insane. <laughs> that's that's insane. A thousand dollars just so you can, you know, just just enjoy the two days. You get two days. You know, it's not like how it was last year where we only got. We got like half of one day, and then the rest of the day we had it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, like, and I, I said the exact same thing. I'm like, yeah, this year it, it, it doesn't make any sense, especially because, um, especially because you know it's only one day, except uh, it's not like last year where you had like three hours to yourself, which was actually really good because that means that you were able to, like, not be yeah, in, like, in a longer in a long line. You're able to mm-hmm. get work done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as, as far as this year, it's it's way different this year yeah um um yeah like like i said man like I, like i paid like and it's cheaper now like is it is this like the set price like it's not gonna go up the closer it gets to the date like 165 no no, no it's, it's this is the actual set set price see and this is nice because last year it, it was, was two, cheaper two, it was 250 and, yeah it was two, yeah i paid 250 for um for uh just for the one day and i'm like that's crazy you know i paid this much money just to go for one day but i went and it was an awesome experience um and um for for them to change it so much where it's like we want to be more interactive with the with you know with everyone um uh you know let me um um let me well did you want to go over did you want me to go over just the whole list of my thoughts and everything like that? And then I'll let, you know, I'll let you kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, okay. yeah I, I, I've never actually said it. Yeah, so, um, well, one, um, it's the E3. It's, I mean, not the E3. Um, it's the ESA on the right track. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, it's just the end of E3 as we know it. Uh, and by that, I mean like being an industry event. Right. And three, uh, what should the ESA do in order to make E3 2020 a pleasurable experience? Now, for number one, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, from what they've said so far, I I think they're on the right track. Um, I mean, I I, I won't really know for sure until I actually go, right, and and see what they end up doing. Um, but I mean, as as at least for now, they're on the right track. Mm. Uh, and then for number two, um, is this the end of Idri as we know it? I think I think. When it comes to being an industry only event, um, I think yeah, I think yeah, because like they're changing the, the, the direction of E3, mm-hmm. and making it more more of a fan event, uh, than and so I mean industry still has a part, and you know they they have one day to themselves, yeah, uh, but it's it's mostly just 
cater to uh to fans right now mm-hmm. which which might which might um which might end up making some industry uh people leave you know like like there might not be a big media presence this year yeah especially, especially after the 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 leak that happened last year mm-hmm. um and then what's what should they do uh, in order to make Idri uh, a pleasurable experience this year um well for me the number one thing that they should do is I don't know if I talked about it episode two, but um, the number one thing they need to do is actually have um, like make it so you're able to to uh, re- register ahead of time for for booths. Like that that yeah. would be the, the best way to do it. You know, like like have it where um, where where all the companies announce and like make their announcements the day before Adri starts. That way, mm. you already know what games are announced. And then mm-hmm. all you gotta do is just go on, go on the Adrew website or the app or whatever you know, however they plan plan on doing it, and you could you could search by um, you could search by vent uh by vendor, and it'll it'll show you you know all of the the demos that they have, and then you're able to register for each one, and that'll be a, that'll be way better because you know normally for example, uh last year uh in order to play Link's Awakening, it was a it was a three hour wait. And right. that's that's three hours. That's three hours. Gone. And also, like that was the early line. Like that was me coming in three hours earlier than everyone else. Um, and it was still it was still pretty long. And mm. even and even when everyone else comes in, like most of the time, like I remember um, the Final Fantasy VII booth, that was like gone. Like like by, I want to say by like one o'clock. The the line had already capped for the for the entire day. Like they weren't letting yeah. anyone in for the yeah. entire day. Yeah, I'll I'll share my experience with that, but you can go and you can continue. So yeah, that that that's basically what I want. Is just a way to register ahead of time. That way, you know, that way you're not just standing in line all day. You know, you like you could just make your appointment. You know, we you know what you want to play ahead of time, and then you just you know show up at that time and play. You know. Yeah, no, I um I I agree with that method 100%. Um uh my my initial thoughts on it um well, my thoughts are going to kind of just roll over with everything else um on here. Uh my thought on this being um more like a fan event I think it's good and bad because it's just like, all right, cool. You want more people who always wanted to go to E3 have the ability to go. You know, like I had the ability to go last year for the first time, and it was amazing. And I'm so glad I did. Um, but for them to kind of say, hey, let's make this more of a fan event. Well, I mean, it's we we your heart's in the right place, but. You know, I think it was it was cool with it just being a in more of an industry thing, and then the last day or the last couple hours of the second part of the day, you know, give it let you know, knowing that everyone's got what they needed to get, and then opening the doors to everyone else, that's fine. Um, it was more understandable, you know, because it, it's more of an industry thing in there, and it's more of an industry industry kind of event but then they're being very humble and being nice and letting fans able to come in and do that you know um almost like being in like a 
almost like entering into a in a ex, 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 I can't speak right now an <laughs> exclusive club, you know? Yeah, like yeah, exactly, exactly, something like. That. Um, are they on the right track? Um, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I think so. Um, depending on like what it kind of depends on what track they're trying to stay on. Um, if they're trying to kind of keep things balanced, then it kind of, I guess you're on the right track. If you're trying to keep things balanced where you can have your, your people who work, get the, get what they need to work. And then everyone else kind of coming in and having a good time and people experiencing everything. I guess that's the, if that's the track they're trying to go on, then yeah, you're, you're, you're finding it. I don't know if you're on the right track yet, but you're finding it. Um, is this the end for E3 as an industry event? I think so. Because for the last what I'll say, it's, it's, maybe it's been... twenty years, maybe twenty years, right? Where E three's been going, yeah, yeah, right around that time. Um, it's been such a he- it's been a heavy industry event. You know, you have people who have it. It was a thing where where I was like, man, you know, I would love to be there, but and it was only for press. It was only for people who had the who had access to go. Like I remember. Um, one year I talked to someone at GameStop who's like, yeah, man, like my boss got me something to go, got me a pass to go because it was meant for just, you know, an industry thing, which included not just people who do, um, you know, reviews and stuff like that. But, you know, for, for, for places who like, who are in that industry of gaming, it's like GameStop and stuff, you know, they yeah, have the opportunity like, to go. Like re- retail, yeah, also exactly. like game, like, you know, game developers, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, cause yeah, cause it's cause it's it's a business convention because they want to know what's 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 coming out, what they're going to be selling, and what they need to know about this title so they can advertise it. Um, yeah. But because it's a gaming event, it's not just because it's in video games. It's not just um, something that's business. It's for the entertainment of your 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 consumers. So why not let your consumers get a taste of what's coming, you know, and they did that. And then, um, you know, the couple days where they did let people in, it was reasonable, you know, um, where they said, Hey, the first, I think they should have kept with that. The first, the first day solely for, uh, media, the second day, the first five hours is media and then everyone else can come. Uh, it was the first uh, three hours. Oh, it was the first three. Okay. How it works is how it works is the first two days, uh, three out three uh for the first two days, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, the first uh-huh. three hours were only for industry, and then the rest was everyone else. Oh, I always thought the first day was industry only, and then they did no. like a half day, and then oh, they did uh, that. Oh no! Like th- this year is the first year that 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 uh industry has like a like one the day entire day. Itself. Okay, well, see that that kind of makes sense now, um, but yeah, and then you know, like I said, the last day, everyone it was free reign. Everyone can come in. Um, this year, like I said, I always thought the industry got the first day, but they got the first three hours. I guess it's it's kind of good now that I actually know because I've only been there once and it was the last day. Now that I know, it's like okay, well, that's. It given the industry a full day is actually good because then um um it is uh it it, it is pretty balanced. Um so um 
because um if they're if they're going back to the question are they on the right track i think it now that i'm how it was structured and now how it's being structured now or now now that i hear how it was structured before and how it's being structured now it is being pretty balanced because now they're giving industry a full day to get their work done and then um, the next day, industry gets three hours, and then people can come in and oh, well, enjoy well, themselves, right? Well, no, no, no. So the first, the first day is industry only. Then the yeah, and the then the second and third day is everyone. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess There's, it's it. I think it could still be fine tuned a little bit. Still, I, I I I still think the second day should be three hours, and then everyone else can come in because it's because it's like it gives the industry and media three hours to be able to work by themselves before they get bombarded with everyone else. Cause the industry is already like a lot of people trying to come in and get stuff done. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like even like, even like, cause like the past, the past two years, uh, the past two years, I was able to go in the, the go in during industry hours. And even during that, like it was still, I mean, it wasn't as crowded as um it wasn't as crowded as as uh when everyone else came in but it was still pretty packed yeah uh, so yeah I, I i could definitely see that yeah um and then um what should uh esa do in order to make uh e3 in a pleasurable experience i agree with what you said um and i think you i think you told me about something like this last year where like there was a check-in thing where like if you had an appointment for it, you can register for a demo, you can just check in. Yeah, 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 for, you know I mean? for Nintendo. But the yeah. only thing about it is that it was only for three for three demos. Uh it was yeah. only for, for Pokemon, Link's Awakening, and um Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, and those are and, the and, big and, titles. And the thing about it is that that like I'm not even joking, like that was gone instantly. I remember like I remember like they uh, Nintendo posted posted the link on Twitter like it's like it's either like one or two weeks before e3 uh-huh. and it was gone like it was pretty much like gone within like, like not even an hour had passed like it had only been like a f- like a few minutes like i think i think when i actually saw the tweet it, it had been like 15 minutes in and it was already gone i was like scrambling trying to get the pokemon then like okay I'm <laughs> like let me like log in to my and it was crazy how how fast that that, that uh that had um not sold out but like gone yeah but it but it made it feel like it was more organized though because it's like you can check in and if you have an appointment to go then you you know and if they did it in certain time blocks and it would make sense um but like i said i don't know i didn't i you know i've only known for what you told me what the experience was but but yeah like um i even i remember when i went to go Final Fantasy Seven, the Seven demo, and I went up to I went up to one of the the employees there, and I was like, "Hey, is this like, do we have to wait, or is there tickets?" And he's like, "Nah, man, like we gave out tickets this morning, and it's gone. Like we're done for the rest of the day." So I'm like, I'm like, gosh, you know, yeah, it, it, something it, it like that, really fast. and and that could work too. Like that could also work as well. Like maybe mm-hmm. have a, t- a ticket system where. Where where you have a certain amount of tickets and then like you know you just come back uh as at a During certain your time. time slot yeah yeah like that yeah like that's I felt that was a perfect time it was it was a perfect way to get that done because then 
there's no craziness of people waiting in line and stuff like that. Like, I remember when I went to go play uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, um, someone was cool about it, but they're like, the line's full, but just wait here. And I'm like, that kind of makes it chaotic because then people will start waiting here and the line gets bringing out of control. But he yeah. was cool about it. He was just like, he was like, it's full, but just wait here. And then coincidentally, people started walking out and he was like, oh, go ahead and go ahead. Cause there was space left. So I was able to go, but, but yeah, I think, I think the whole register for certain demos, not every single demo, but I think those big titles that, you know, they're going to be crazy people waiting in line. Um, you know, a registration system, you know, that allows you to get a, a time block. And then once you get that time block, it's done. You know, it'll be unfortunate for people who don't, but it's just one of those things. That's how you keep things moving and how you keep things, you know, kind of uh, nice and um, neat. But um, yeah, because yeah, I was going to say, because I, I feel like at least for me, like the past three years that I've been there, like most of the time I, I'm just mainly I'm just mainly in the Nintendo booth because I'm just trying to play. <laughs> uh, the, the demo because like because sometimes like you know how when you're playing the demo and your first run might not always might, might not be the best so you want to go and try it again yeah like, for example, i remember when i like when i played Link's awakening the first day um i got a little bit stuck because i forgot how to like i forgot like where to go in order to uh in order to get the powder to the uh, raccoon and I, I forgot like right. exactly what you needed to do. Um, which was kind of ironic because like days before I was playing, <laughs> I was playing the game on my dirty ass. Um, but besides oh. that, um, <laughs> like, like, like the first try, the first try I was like, okay, like I, I, I forget where to go. And then, mm. the, and then the next day I decided to, um, I decided to play the game again, uh, the day before just, to, um, just so I know what to do. So when I played the demo the second time on day two, I kind of uh, knew I kind of already knew what to do, and I was and I was able to get a little bit further in the game. Same same with Luigi's Mansion, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so I like I said um, uh, I honestly think that that tick like you said before that ticket system is a good idea, and um, um, and uh, you know, like I said, they're trying to balance things out. Um, I honestly think the best way to balance it is was, you know, keep give industry and media a whole day and the next and then the next day, give at least three hours to media and industry so then they can still whatever last minute thing they need to do, they can do it before, you know, the floodgates open to everyone. So uh, I think that's a good idea. And then the reason I say it's a good idea is because um, we're trying to get to that point so we can get our stuff done on the first day so we don't have to try to rush, you know, whatever on the other days. On, you know, on the, we don't have to feel like we're, we're, um, we're like everyone else and we have to wait and get our, and, you know, get our timing on that other stuff. So, but that's the goal, right? So that's what we're trying yeah. to work toward. <laughs> yeah, work that, toward. That's definitely a goal. Um, I was going to say, um, that's a great segment to um, one up mailbox <laughs> where um, every week we ask you guys who are listening uh, questions that are related to the podcast. And you can also leave questions for us, whether that's uh, feedback, suggestions, or just just regular questions about Nintendo or anything uh, on, at Twitter at just cliff YT on discord, which 
I still got to find a better way to advertise this. <laughs> <laughs> and on Anchor, where you can leave voice messages at uh, anchor.fm forward slash the one up crew. So for this week, uh, I decided to ask the question, uh, what do you want to see in, in an upcoming Nintendo Direct? And we got some replies. Uh, the first reply is from someone we actually know. is <laughs> from uh, Nintendo Shit Chat on Twitter. Oh, nice. Uh, Eddie. <laughs> And he says, uh, Bayonetta, new Mario game, something Kirby, Metroid, you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> something Kirby. I, I was hoping he would be put more hype on that something Kirby thing because he, <laughs> he is a Kirby fan. Yeah, I'm very curious <laughs> what, he, what, what he means mm-hmm. by that. And then um, the second one we got was from Punisher at Little Punisher 09. He says um, he wants to see a Zotero Smash reveal. Oh god! Okay. Oh man, that, that would be that would be. I swear, the hype does not. The hype doesn't die. Like <laughs> oh everyone gosh. wants to see Zero and Smash. Oh my god! And then the last one is from GameSunk at GameSunk FRFX on Twitter, and he says uh, this. Which by this he posted an image of um a Fortnite cross platoon uh crossover. Thing which actually would be kind of cool. I'm not gonna even lie. If Nintendo mm-hmm. had a collaboration with Fortnite and had like Splatoon characters or Mario or, Ke- or what, whatever, that would be kind of cool. That would be mm-hmm. kind of cool. I, I think Splatoon would probably work the best because you know Splatoon's a shooter as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that would probably work. You could probably uh, get some uh, some Splatoon uh, weapons in the game, like the roller, the sp- uh, splatlings, the bombs, and then you could probably get like um an inkling uh. Like inkling hair, yeah, like on your character, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all we have. And sadly, it wraps up to the end of the episode. Uh, which yeah, I have to yeah. say, this has been a really good, a really good talk tonight. Yeah, I, yeah, I think this one was probably the. I say we get better, but I think right now this is the best. This is like the best one we've done, and I'm pretty sure episode five is gonna get better, and episode six, and it's just gonna keep getting better and better every every week. That's how I feel. Yeah, like we we, just, we keep in, we keep improving uh, yeah. as we go along. Exactly. Now, um, my question for you is: Where can these lovely people find you on the interweb? You guys can find me on I, I'm, I'm gonna call it the interverse. That's what I'm gonna call it. I was trying to call it the interverse. The interverse. I was trying to come up my own way to call because you called the interwebs. I'm gonna call it the interverse. You guys can find me on the interverse at Kotetsu, uh, my my YouTube channel Kotetsu Tokai. You guys can go find me there. We did a live stream for Pokemon, which was really fun. We're gonna be covering um, uh, Persona Five Scramble. We're to do a preview for that, so you guys watch out for that. You guys could follow me on Kotetsu David or at Kotetsu David at Twitter. And then also you guys can follow me on my Discord server. Like I say, we have we do we do some Smash sessions, we do some Pokemon trading, we do pretty much whatever we can that involves the community uh as much as we can. So hopefully you guys could uh, check me out there. Okay. And then for me, as always, uh you can follow me on Twitter. At JustCliffYT, and I'm I'm pretty much only on Twitter, <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as activeness goes. Uh, on YouTube at JustCliff and Discord, but Discord is not the easiest thing to advertise. Oh, gosh, that's it. 
you, you, you'll find it. You'll find it. If, if, uh, if, you, if you go on Twitter and find my, my pinned tweet, it, it's down there below. And then lastly, I just wanted to let you guys know, um, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review. And be sure to, and also you can share this episode with five of your closest friends. I would definitely appreciate it. Um, I said this last episode, but we're definitely trying to build a community of passionate Nintendo fans. And I would definitely, I want to know what you guys think as well. So like I said um, earlier, if you guys have anything that you want to ask us personally about Nintendo, um, like whether it's like, you know, things that we grew, that we grew up with or just what we expect in the future, definitely let me know. Like I am very active on Twitter and I'll definitely uh, reply to it. Yes, yes, we will. But as always, I'm Flip. This has been the one of crew. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Goodbye. You guys take care.